you've heard it, I've heard it, that cliche, a game of two halves. Well, I know you agree with me, but this is basically the most game of two halves game ever. So let's talk about that and much, much more. You wanted an Arsenal Women podcast. Well, guess what? You got an Arsenal Women podcast. Let's go. Welcome, 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 my friends, to yet another episode of that Arsenal Women podcast with me, your host, Demian. And of course, I would like to not only welcome you like I just did a million times, but I want to thank you for your time, for your energy, for always being here, for being so kind, for liking, for sharing, for subscribing, all that good stuff. And I want to thank you for reading my blog, That Arsenal Women blog, in which I write every single day. And if you don't know this, I am a professional musician. I live in the city of L.A., and a lot of what I do, a lot of what I write, a lot of what I what I sort of try to communicate regarding Arsenal women or related to Arsenal women in women's football, it is usually through the prism of a musician, an artist, and not a pundit or an analyst or a journalist. So please take all of these things that I say with a grain of salt. I'm not an expert. I am not a connoisseur. I'm just somebody that has a deep-rooted passion not only for Arsenal, but for Arsenal women. And I am here to try to offer something different, a different outlet, a different perspective in the podcast or content world that is women's football, specifically Arsenal. So welcome, welcome, welcome. So obviously, we're going to talk about the match itself. But before we speak about that insane game against Leicester. I just want to start with the fact that we're second on the table. Not only Arsenal women, but also Arsenal men. We're both uh, in second place of their respective leagues. And to be completely honest with you, I I don't know if it's something regarding amnesia or my horrible memory, but I know, or I would like to know, or to think that I know, that a few days ago or last week or so, we were like seventh or eighth or something along those lines. And results and the maths have worked on our in our favor, and we are able to claim that second spot in a solitary fashion, a.k.a. nobody is tied with us. We don't need a goal difference to separate us from the pack. And we still don't have the best goal difference, but we are in second place. So I found that surprising, and I wrote about this earlier today, I'm or yesterday, depending on when this podcast comes out. But I was pleasantly surprised because I didn't feel that we had the best start of the season. Obviously, being out of the world, uh, out of the uh, Champions League, and losing against Liverpool, and you know, it was just there were there were tough matches to take, but all in all. Four wins, one draw, one loss. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And we're only three points behind Chelsea, right? And, you know, when we when we see Chelsea and we think about Chelsea, you know, this juggernaut and Emma Hayes' machine and all this other stuff, it, it almost seems like we give them way too much respect that it's not backed with data. And I don't mean that in the one, one-on-one, 
uh, record, and I, uh, this is by no stretch of the imagination a dig against Emma or Chelsea. I mean, Chelsea have ran us ragged for the past few seasons. What I'm talking about, and by the way, maybe not in, in all competitions. Obviously, we beat them in the Conti Cup, but I'm saying in general winning the WSL. What I mean is that even though they seem unbeatable and yada, 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 they're still only three points ahead of us. And that is lovely because they still have sort of difficult matches ahead for them. You know what I'm saying? They have Real Madrid for the Champions Leagues. Uh, Champions Leagues, oh my God, for the Champions League. I know for a fact that they play Liverpool and they have to play us and maybe... Maybe, maybe, maybe Man United still. Uh, I think, let me check the calendar. But no, they play Man United in January. So their, their, their next few matches are Real Madrid, Liverpool, three days later. Five days later, they play Paris FC. And then they play Leicester, who, if they play like they played today, they're going to get absolutely walloped, like 10-0 or something like that. And then we play them. December 10th. So I am not one of those people that say like already the title is won or lost against, a, a you know, this early in the in the season. But anyhow, to have had the quote unquote bad start that we have, which is one loss really in one draw, that is fantastic. That is fantastic. And I'm happy that we're in second place. I love it. And like I said, it's a, it's a good day for Arsenal Football Club as a whole because Arsenal men are also in second place and Spurs lost both men and women and it's just good all around. Now, the game itself, like I said, a tale of two halves, a game of two halves, it's pretty insane what happened. And the, the same way that there are these sort of unwritten, unspoken rules in football and laws of the game, like, you know, if you don't score you'll get scored on, and I'm paraphrasing because I only know it in Spanish. The, that particular saying, I felt I, I like inundated our club in the first half. When Pelova, who I have to give her flowers because she's, she, did a, she did have a great match. When Pelova missed that chip, I, I was so just bummed. I was bummed for her. She, you could see her, her, her disappointment. I was bummed for Alessia Russo, who had a perfect lane to basically walk the ball into the to the net. Uh, and I just didn't think that it was a good decision to chip the keeper when you had the whole damn thing in front of you. But anyway, that's not. My, it's not a criticism to her. What I'm saying is that usually. When you don't score your chances, you get scored on. And that's what happened. We got scored two goals. But what she did and the rest of the team did was that they lifted their chin and they played better or as be as well as they could have done and we could have hoped for as fans. And I, uh, as much as I'm giving Pelova her flowers, I think that other people had really good games as well. And... I personally thought that that uh, Kyra Cooney Cross had. I like the game that I, I. She would win the 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 player of the match for me, not because of Pelova not being good enough at all. That's not the point. It's because I've seen Pelova play a lot, and 
I haven't seen uh, Kyra play as much, so that is why I was sort of more interested in a way. And for me, the highlight for me is what was watching her play. And you know, it's not easy stepping in for Leah Valti or Kim and or, and or Kim Little. And I thought that her and Palova did pretty well, all things considered. And you know, sort of on the other side of the token we should have scored scored much more goals and the two goals that were were scored against us were i want to say soft you know they, they were sort of preventable but again this is not a criticism to the players one thing i will say though how amazing it feels that we had out of the six goals we scored every one of those was scored by a different player chloe alessia caitlin victoria stina lena Six different players. That is amazing. And that shows, among many things, the forward offensive prowess that we have at the club, right? So if we are going to score five, four, six goals every match, amazing. Because at the moment, we're letting in two, three ma three goals or something like that per, per match. Uh, the, the fact of the matter is that there is no uh, clean sheet anywhere near the the rearview mirror and I don't know when when that'll happen or when they'll come come out so I'm interested to see sort of how the team and Jonas specifically focuses on the the defense because we we won't need to score five six seven if we don't let any in and we score one or two and we keep it tidy so that is something that I find particularly interesting And I'm curious to know what is happening. You know, like I love th that people are, are you know, building up lots of women Moy and she has had a few really important tackles. But with all intents and for all intents and purposes, she is not among the strongest of defenders in our club. So the fact that she's having a, a breakout last few matches, for example, and, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here, does it mean that she's a stellar performer or does it mean that the rest of the players aren't playing up to standard, right? And I lean to the, the, the latter only because we are not keeping clean sheets, right? So if, if, if this breakout performer is there and we're still not getting clean sheets and you're a central defender and you're supposed to keep, keep clean sheets, to me, it's a little ambiguous, And I think that if Katie is being used at right back, which I don't think it's her strongest position, I do feel that she can move up to the middle and let uh, Lotta play on the right because obviously there's more changes to be made. But what I'm saying is this. Laura and her injury is... I think a bigger deal than a lot of people are talking about, right? It's easy to focus on sort of the shiny object of the Viviana Miedema and Beth Mead and for all intents and purposes, Leah Williamson as well. But all of them to a, to a degree, to, a, to various degrees, have a replacement or have players that can complement, I wouldn't say seamlessly, but definitely like there, there are options there, you know, The, the squad depth is, is, is another topic for another day. But 
to me, right back is not a uh, fully covered position, right? Noel or Laura. That's what it is, right? However, I do feel that Lotta could play on the right. And then you can have Laya and Amanda or Steph and Jen or whatever, but different permutation in this in the center of the defense to try that and see if that allows for the clean sheets to become a thing. Because I'm telling you now, and you know this, sooner rather than later, that is going to come bite us in the behind, especially if the league is super tight and we depend on goal difference. That is massive, 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 massive. So, yes, congratulations to everybody. It's incredible. I'm super proud of Lotta. I'm super proud of, of uh, Amanda. I'm super proud of Victoria. I'm super proud of, of all the players, Kyra coming in, uh, Caitlin getting an assist. And I'm proud of every single player, every single player, especially, my goodness, not especially, I got everybody did amazing, but I'm so happy for Alessia and I'm that pass by Katie McCabe. And by the way, in case it has been, has gotten lost in, you know, the mumbo jumbo of the crap I post all the time. I did mention how I would love, 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 love to see Katie play in a more central role, especially as a number 10. She has also the grit to play as an eight or as a six. I mean, she could, she can do it all. She can do it all. And, and, and I think that pass was really interesting. Like I, I don't remember, again, off of memory, not to be redundant or silly, but I don't remember a pass like that from from Katie in recent memory. Please remind me. So, yes, I've seen from the wing, and I've seen crosses, and I've seen screamers, but passes like that, surgical from the middle of the pitch, I thought that was genius, and it just it keeps showing and proving people that Katie McCabe is an all-around baller and she is a legend. And I'm telling you now, that woman is going to go down in history as one of the greatest players to ever play the game. It's insane how lucky lucky we are that we have Katie McCabe at our club and how she plays wherever, whatever, like, you know. And, and to that point, not to sort of rehash previous statements or drama or whatever, but the whole situation with Vera DePau and, and, and Katie's quote-unquote attitude, you know, we see her play right back. I guarantee you she doesn't love playing right back, and she's there. She does it with a smile on her face. She does it. She's committed. Um, and I'd rather have Katie McCabe on my team playing a position that she doesn't like than no Katie McCabe at all, right? That, I just want to make that clear. Is it clear? I hope it's very clear. So what's next for the girls? It's uh, WSL match against Brighton so that should be very interesting we should get some points off of them that would be really cool <laughs> because we need it and we need to just keep piling on the pressure uh, to Chelsea and I look forward to that always that's something that fills me with joy every time that happens and as always my friends before I say goodbye I want to thank you but also, and I try to do this as often as I can, I would love for you to feel empowered and know that there is always more room for more Arsenal-related content 
for original material, for things that not a lot of people are doing. So if you ever wanted to start a podcast, if you ever wanted to start a blog, if you've ever wanted to start a YouTube channel, not only am I here to tell you that you can do it, you should do it, you have the tools to do it, but if you feel like you need help or you need advice or anything like that, please let me know. And mind you, this podcast is nowhere near as popular as any other <laughs> Arsenal of Women podcast. I recently stopped making videos because I they were taking me way too long and they were all getting like 30 views or something like that. And in my mind, my ego and the, you know, the, 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 not clickbait, but the whole likes situation and the endorphins and all that other stuff, like I missed that and my ego was too loud and it kept me from producing video content. And that is something that I can teach you about in the sense that I can tell you the mistakes that I made and we can go over those things. And I can at least, at the very, very least, tell you what not to do. And I have proof. <laughs> I have proof, my friends. But anyhow, feel free to reach out at any point. Again, a reminder, you can read that arsenalwomenblog.com every single day. And I post something related to Arsenal, Arsenal women, women's football, whether it's Rubiales and all that nonsense or other things. I'm always writing every single day. Thank you all so much for tuning in for your energy, for your love. And if you can, please do me a favor. If you haven't done so, please subscribe, please rate, please make a little comment on, on Apple music or Spotify. It really, really helps the podcast grow and reach more and more people who might be looking for an Arsenal women podcast and they're not uh, satisfied with the few options that are there. Thank you so much and we'll speak again real, real, real soon.